Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's start now. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 20. Can you believe it, guys? We made it to episode 20. I'm pretty excited, I'm not going to lie. Actually, I'm super excited because if you don't know, I've gotten three Facebook views of my page. Now, it sounds like a joke, and it is. But um, but, real, but realistically, uh, actually, uh, it's kind of a signal for me to see that people are downloading and listening to the show if they uh, actually check on the Facebook page. I know I think it's only me that's following it, and I don't pay attention too much to the Facebooks. But it's like, you like how I call it the Facebooks? But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Twitter is probably going to be my main go-to. And if you haven't followed me on Twitter, you definitely can. It's going to be twitter.com forward slash droolish podcast. Uh, even if you type in or just go to droolish.com, you can find all the other links to uh, to listening to the show, whether it's on Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, um, trying to get uh, the, the show clips listened to or the video clips on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, luckily, the – what is it? The – the host that I'm using, uh, Fireside, uh, now has the ability to instantly turn audio into video. So definitely super interested in looking at that and seeing if I can get more episodes produced because rendering a simple audio to a video form still takes a long time. Um, I'm like, I'm on my last computer here. I'm on my laptop. I have to get a new desktop so I can uh, upgrade a lot of, of the quality, especially on the podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with the podcast, in my opinion, uh, at least for the sound quality wise. Like I know it's not as crisp, but I've also heard a lot worse. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I think the audio here is fine. Uh, maybe when I'm ready to take it to the next level with the production and everything else with this podcast, um, definitely will consider upgrading the mic. That said, this is going to be a great episode, and I'm sorry I have been terrible at releasing two episodes a week. But I am definitely doing my best to be consistent in releasing at least one a week. And if it has to be any episode that I'm releasing, I want to do NFL picks. Uh, if you've listened to the last previous episodes of the podcast, and if you're even unfamiliar with the podcast, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast where I normally talk about a variety of subjects. And uh, more recently, I've kind of been in a good run or good, yeah, I've been feeling good about just uh, testing out and releasing some NFL picks. Uh, some power rankings, or I like to call them anti-power rankings, which is the worst teams in the NFL, and just to uh, occasionally pick some upsets in the NFL. You know, uh, the logic behind that is I figure if you're trying to sleep, obviously my voice is not the most, uh, I'm not saying it's the most appealing, but it, it is the most yawn-inducing voice uh, I've noticed, uh, especially when I'm talking in client meetings or just talking to people for a long extended period of time. If you haven't heard by now, uh, you're probably going to start hearing rain and maybe some additional ambiance sounds, uh, which will gradually come into the podcast as well. Uh, I figure in my, you know, in the sleeping podcast, I want you guys to have a calm and relaxed and hopefully useful, um, semi-useful uh, content to listen to. So that said, uh, let's just dive into the NFL week seven. Yeah, we are heading to week seven. So, yes, uh, NFL Week 7. We're going to start with last week's picks. We're going to review Week 6. 
Um, then I'm going to go over the anti-power rankings, uh, which is our, which I mentioned before, are the worst teams in the NFL. Then after that, I'm going to provide the week six NFL picks, and after that, the upsets of the week, at least I believe are going to be upsets. Don't worry, uh, this, these episodes are usually between 60 and 90 minutes, and I generally like to include timestamps in case you're in a rush. Uh, if you're trying to listen to this just during the day for the NFL picks, uh, feel, feel free to just, well, listen during the day. But uh, obviously, uh, you know, I could just go over these picks in like two seconds, but that kind of defeats the purpose. And I like to give my reason and logic for a lot of these things. Because most of the time, I don't think I'm far off, and a lot of these, a lot of these matchups are closer than what I believe most people, at least most, uh, you know, the casual fan believes. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's just that, that's just what I uh, believe at the moment. So, let's begin talking about week six of the NFL. Last week results. Uh, last week, I was eight and six. Uh, it's not a terrible week, considering there are fewer teams playing. Uh, it's still a winning percentage, and I am ranked 25,000 total, which is not that great. Uh, it's actually giving me the 72nd percentile. The overall record is 52 and 39. Uh, again, it's not terrible. Uh, although this week, uh, sorry, the previous week, I've noticed a bit of an uptick in how the teams are performing, or at least how, how I'm thinking here. So, uh, reviewing each week, and if you're unfamiliar with the picks that I normally do. I do Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Uh, stick with the pickums. I'm not talking about spreads, at least not immediately. Uh, and Yahoo generally talks about their, you know, talks about their favorites first, followed by the underdogs versus uh, some other sites do home versus away. So I just wanted to make sure you guys have that cleared up. Now the first matchup was last Thursday. Uh, I predicted New England to beat the Giants. We got that. Pretty pretty straightforward. That's one point. And then heading into Sunday, I picked Carolina over Tampa. Uh, that happened. Everything happened the way I kind of imagined it would. Uh, was it Kyle Allen or Keenan Allen? It's, it's an Allen. It's, there's so many Allens in the league. But um, I don't know his full name, but I should. Uh, he's been just tearing it up since he came in. Uh, the All Carolina's offense has been very solid. And uh, honestly, I haven't heard too much talk about them being like one of the better teams in the NFL. But I do think uh, they should start having those conversations. There should, there should definitely be some respect talks. Uh, I know they haven't beaten too many too, too many people, but uh, off the top of my head. But uh, this was this was a solid win, that, in my opinion. You know, good teams are supposed to beat teams like Tampa. So uh, good job, Carolina. I picked Seattle to beat Cleveland, and I was pretty sure I said this was going to be a super close one. Uh, I was very close to picking them in my upset pick, uh, but. I decided to stick with the pickums, stick with the odds, and Seattle did win uh, in a very close one, uh, 32 to 28. So that was a that was a pretty good game. Uh, and then uh, we hit a string of misses here, guys. Uh, I picked Kansas City over Houston. Uh, I think a majority of us got that wrong. At least on Yahoo, 10 percent of people picked Houston to win it flat out right. Uh, yeah, this was not not a good look for uh, Kansas City uh, overall. Seems like everyone kind of has the sketchbook in their offense, in you know the offensive talent, or in the injuries and everything else. It seems to be catching up to them. So um, that was a flat out miss. That's on me. Uh, couldn't predict it, but that was just a flat out wrong pick. Then the other wrong pick I picked as a underdog pick for week six was Miami beating Washington. 
Uh, we were close, guys. Washington won, uh, but Miami had their chance. They had a two-point conversion to win the game. So it's not like this was a terrible pick. Uh, I said if Miami was going to win a game this year, at least at this moment, uh, Washington was going to be the team. And those two are also the bottom two teams in my, sorry, my top two anti-power ranking teams. So it was a close matchup. It was a, it was a turd sandwich storm bowl of manure of a game. But uh, we all, I hope Miami would just get that last two-point conversion and they both were, were, like I said, on equal footing at least in my my eyes I just hope, I just thought Miami would just give that extra edge, so uh, that one, it's a, I mean honestly, I, I said most of these games some of these games are going to be almost a coin flip and two-point conversions are literally coin flips, and that was for the win, so not upset about that, guys, I mean all I have to do is, all that ball, let's just face it, is catch the ball and just run in the inside um, for for contested two two-point conversion so uh, bummer ding at that one uh, this one I was way off base here so this is the second week where uh, actually the first week um, where I'm kind of just unsure about Minnesota how they play against good teams Philadelphia got manhandled by Minnesota Kirk Cousins was, throw, was throwing dimes uh, hopefully this is going to be the Kirk Cousins that I'd like to see moving forward you guys know I'm a big Kirk fan I love Kirk Cousins, and and I probably went on like a five-minute rant last week about how I was hoping he would do better, uh, and I was just so sad. And it was like it was my first time actually doubting him uh, going to this game. So uh, lesson learned, Kirk. You know, uh, definitely love you. Hopefully, you keep it up. Just lose to the Lions next week. That's all I ask. And so I got that one wrong. So pretty much two of those three picks were just not good on my part so I'm sorry guys the other one I'm pretty happy with with the with the Miami so um, so we, we keep going down the list I think New Orleans to beat Jacksonville that was that was a game that was something uh, I picked Baltimore to beat Cincinnati Cincinnati lost so that's another point we've gained then I picked the Rams to beat San Francisco this was an interesting one because uh the cover in the game, I don't like to talk about too much about covers on the podcast, but uh, the spread at least was like three points, which does indicate that at least San Francisco and Rams are pretty much equal, if anything. Rams had a home field advantage, and that's what I was sticking with, with the Rams' home field advantage for them taking the win. Wasn't enough. Uh, San Francisco was the better team. I had a hunch. I had a feeling. I still went against it. That's not, that's not me, guys. Uh, definitely should pay more attention to how people are playing now relative to the strength of the schedule. Uh, I was basing a lot of my Rams kind of on the last year's offense and not so much on the current struggles, uh, which is definitely going to be playing uh, into this week as well. So uh, moving down the list, I picked underdog Arizona to beat Atlanta. Uh, even though Arizona lost by or won by a point, I think Arizona... I think like had this game uh, in good good standing most of the game. Uh, Kyle Murray, uh, I I will talk about him more later in the Arizona matchup. But uh, if you listen to me since week one picks, I was dogging Arizona. Still, definitely um, deserve they didn't deserve a win. I guess the tie made sense, but that's more of a Detroit thing. Uh, it seemed like Baltimore was going to let him do his thing as well. Let him get. I don't know. I don't know why they're not pressuring him as much. But he's starting to seem, he seems to be adjusting. He's learning the offense. The offense is starting to become almost high-octane-ish 
they've been scoring a lot the last few games. And a lot of their close games, realistically, have just been comebacks. And that's more, it's probably more coaching because it seems like they're, they're doing pretty decent throughout the game. But now that said, um, definitely warming up a lot on Arizona. I'm glad I picked them. Definitely gave them some, some of that respect last week. And they showed, they showed that they can do it. So uh, that was a good pick there. Uh, that was actually, that, I, don't, I don't know. I feel really good about that pick personally. Uh, then I picked uh, Denver over Tennessee. I uh, did not expect Tennessee to lay a goose egg, honestly. T- I, expected, I expected Denver to um, win a close one. Uh, I've also been touting Denver for the last few weeks that they're a sneaky good team that just lost uh, some unfortunate matchups and they're going to start heating up. Uh, we'll see who they're facing next week. I haven't clicked the next week uh, this week yet, but uh, Denver got it. And I picked Dallas over the Jets. Uh, this is a this is a 50-50. Let's be honest, guys. Uh, this this was close to being a tie game. Dallas outperformed the Jets for the most part. Uh, that's not to say the Jets uh, stunk. The Jets played like a competent team. Uh, Dallas just happened to run into a a competent New York Jets team. It's, the jury is still out on how good they are or how bad they are. But uh, they caught Dallas off guard. Dallas uh, definitely going to be interesting. It's one of those coin flips. You know, I can't can't say I'm right or wrong personally about this one, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's just how the way the game goes. You know, not all these games are going to be super easy, and they're all not going to be locks. Uh, so, and then going down, I picked Pittsburgh to beat the Chargers. The Chargers. Uh, Pittsburgh pretty much laid waste to the Chargers. Uh, I had very little doubt. As a matter of fact, they're an upset pick that I had to win flat out, and that was a, a nice win there. And then, last game, uh, Detroit versus Green Bay. I picked Detroit to win. Uh, Green Bay won. Uh, this one, this is not. This is a, this is officially counted as a loss. But I think every every NFL fan that's not 80 years old that lives in the old days and every non-Packers fan can agree uh, that was Detroit's win. That was Detroit's you know, win easily. Those two calls, you know, 13 men on the field. Uh, I heard there's some rule about that, but whatever. I'm still wrong with it. 13 men on the field. Jeez, uh, I don't know. It, it happens every couple of years against the Packers or Detroit. It's just whenever there's mainstream media or something like that, Lions are just a victim of a phantom rule, a call, a call something like that. Uh, the whole third down, yeah, the first face mask, which pretty much would have forced Green Bay to punt um, automatically, not automatically, but pretty much sap the defensive momentum, gave Aaron Rodgers a score. I don't care who you are, but if you're a team, uh, if you're a ref and you're just throwing flags, uh, you know, sorry, if you're, if you're just throwing flags on like third and long or something like that, and, and you think the defense is done and you give them a first down, uh, that, you know, that's a huge, like, energy sucker, like that, yeah, so, um, Better teams get over it, obviously, but here's the, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, the ref should just be on their shit. So, uh, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't just say players need to be their best. Well, the refs, everyone, the officiating, the systems have to, have to be on it, too. You just can't hold the teams accountable, especially for uh, for obvious, very obvious uh, no calls, which is even crazier. Like, some rules are objective, like the pass interference, but when it comes to basically grabbing a face mask or hands to the face you can blatantly see it so 
I'm not going to get too excited about this or too angry. Uh, I, I know these these results. I don't know if people like them or don't like them, but uh, I just I like to go over them and discuss, you know, what the logic was and how it played out and see how close we were. Um, because, like I said, all it took was, you know, this the non-calls did not exist. Green Bay likely loses this, um, per, you know, pretty handedly. Uh, and yeah, and then same for the Dallas game. They get a two-point conversion. Uh, they they die. So. Um, so that gives them a shot, at least. 50-50. Um, San Francisco wrong again. Philadelphia wrong. As I say, wrong. And then Washington Miami, same two points. So, uh, you know, out of those games, the three of them were pretty much coin flips. This could have been an 11-3 week. Uh, unfortunately, the tides did not go in our favor. We're 8-6. That's that, that's what happens. So, in regards to the whole pick as a whole, I'm going to look at the world leaders. I have 53 points. 52. And I'm only uh, 15 points behind. Alright, well, that's neat. <laughs> I know, I'm not trying to sound too excited. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was last week. Hopefully, we do better this week. And I'm going to leave a timestamp for whatever you guys want to listen to this week's picks. Um, the reason why I'm going to this next subject, which is the anti NFL bar rankings is because I feel like putting those out actually gives me a better idea of who to pick for the NFL picks. Uh, definitely, if you notice in the anti-NFL power rankings, uh, a lot of these teams have been matching up with each other. And I've been pretty, very good at spotting you know these, these turn matchups and figuring out who's better or who's worse. So uh, if you guys take any value out of these anti-power rankings, is that it seems like there is a lot of good uh, value out of at least... Uh, getting a good idea of which teams could be could be outperforming or which teams are performing um, subadequately, I guess, or inadequately, whatever that word is. So, anti-power rankings. If you're unfamiliar with the anti-power rankings, this is a rank list that goes from one through ten, technically through fifteen, mainly for tracking purposes. But these are going to be the top ten worst NFL teams, and I take in consideration the quality of play, how they've been playing, and the you know, quality of matchup they've been facing, how they look, the eyeball test, and overall recent trends. Uh, I definitely think the trends are probably a little, I'm a little bit more biased towards the trends, I'll be honest with you, as any terrible team can win any given week. But if you win two or three in a row, especially against decent opponents or even against terrible opponents, uh, you're still creating a team that can believe in themselves, that can play optimally against a team that might be uh, strong, which means... Um, you know that's how trap games happen, or that's how you know that that's how bad teams become decent teams that they actually believe. Um, at least, or sorry, at least that's how decent teams are perceived as decent. Let me let me get that back. Bad teams are generally bad through wins and losses. Uh, sometimes teams get unlucky. You know that's how it is. But anti-power rankings is a great way for us to talk about the worst teams in the NFL, uh, especially since a lot of teams like to talk. Or sorry, a lot of a lot of the uh, NFL heads like to talk about the best teams. You know, it's it's a fight for the bottom teams. Um, I go through the order of 1 through 10. One's obviously going to be the worst team, or in this case, the best anti-NFL power ranking team. And I do that because if you're trying to see, I don't want to save the suspense for last, and that's why I try to offer the timestamps for all of the picks. So, let's begin. Coming in at, coming in at number one this week for the anti-power rankings. Uh, it's been holding the top spot since week two has been the Miami Dolphins. Nothing has changed. Uh, I thought they could beat 
one of the worst teams in the NFL, which was the Washington Redskins. Uh, they were ranked, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, last week, Washington was number two in the anti-power ranking. So this was like the worst of the worst. And I thought Miami was going to win. They didn't. They proved that his power rankings were right, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, they both were in the same class of terribleness. So let's get that up. But let me, let me make that clear, too. So most of these anti-power rankings... Um, at least this week, there are three teams that I have in like the like the worst tier. And those are going to be the you know the top three teams, and then I'll let you know which tiers or which um, as they go down. So last week Miami was still terrible. This week, or coming into this week, they're still terrible. Uh, they haven't changed any spots at all. They're your number one team. Coming at number two, that and moving up two spots. Uh, you hate to see it, but I have Bengals that overtook the Washington Redskins as the number two anti-power ranking team in the NFL. Unfortunately, uh, when you play like Cincinnati, uh, it just seems like their offense is not doing it. Uh, I feel like Andy Dolan isn't terrible. I feel like the team is just like one tier below of what like averages. Like they're just, I don't know, they're not terrible. Like they're not atrocious. They're just mediocre. But their whole body of work just seems to be mediocre. I don't mean this in a bad way, and I know it comes off that way, but generally most teams have, like, one dynamic trait or something that they can try to go for. Uh, I haven't seen anything with Cincinnati that shows that they can stop a lot of teams, that they can score a lot. Uh, They can definitely hang around, but they just don't win. So, uh, you know, they compete, but they, you know, they're just not there this year, and I'm sorry. That's just how it works as any Bengals fans. I'm sorry, dudes. Dudettes, uh, that's you are not good this year. Uh, I like you guys. That's why I feel bad. Uh, number three, there, the Washington Redskins that moved down a spot. So they were number two last week, and they've got their one signature win against the worst team in the NFL, barely. Uh, definitely, that earns them. They they can figure out how to win. They can. It might not take anything from them. But they got that win on the board. And I believe they're slightly better than Cincinnati, just off this alone, uh, off these rankings. But these first three teams are still on the terrible tier of, like, worst teams uh, in the NFL relative, you know, to the league. So uh, that, there you have it for, the, for those top three teams. I wish I could give a better analysis on the Washington game, but the Washington-Miami, I just caught highlights. You know, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen was benched. Both teams are just... Seems like that's almost a tank of them, so uh, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about those guys anymore. I mean, I, I wish you guys had impressive performances, but they didn't, so I can't talk about their ranks. Uh, coming in at number four, just so you guys know, number four through number seven, these are going to be teams that are playing pretty terribly. Uh, they're above the worst teams because they've shown that they can win or they've had flashes of greatness. Um, it's whether or not they're putting it together either this year or next year. Uh, but something could be there, um, though, though unlikely. Number four is the Atlanta Falcons. They moved down, sorry, they moved up a spot uh, from last week. So they were number five and now they're number four. Uh, again, mainly due to a couple of uh, a couple of changes in the NFL and wins. I've had to move some of these tiers, but Atlanta did move up a spot to number four. Their offense seems to be hit or miss each game. Uh, they did end up being competitive against the Cardinals, but it seems like the last few weeks the Cardinals have just been able to know how to win. They've 
and able to drive down the field when they need to. It doesn't seem like they're behind or ahead. They just keep grinding. So um, Atlanta, you just happen to run into a, a, a growing, growing strong Arizona team. Uh, same vein, you still have to win these games. You haven't. So uh, you guys, I don't think you're going to take the playoffs this year. I don't think you're terrible. I don't think you're atrocious, but you're not. You're not playing well, guys. You're you're the number four. Uh, anti-power ranking NFL team this week. Coming in at coming in at number five, moving listen, moving down two spots, which is uh, very impressive in my opinion. Is the New York Jets? Uh, the Jets last week showed that they are no longer in the abyss. Now that Sam Darnold is back, uh, though it does make me a little bit concerned that the whole offense and the whole team is just surrounded by this guy. Uh, but. You know, explicitly that guy, but it's almost night and day of the Darnold effect. Uh, he's definitely made me pretty happy uh, just watching him last week. Definitely able to throw the ball, get the offense going, move, moves the offense down the field, and pretty much caught a sleeping Dallas team that uh, honestly did not give the Jets the respect. And to be fair, you know, that's, that's more or less a trap game. Uh, moving the Jets down two spots this week to number five. And again, the week down is good. I'm going to move them down two spots to number five. Because of this recent change with Darnold, uh, it does seem like they can probably scratch up a couple wins against more of the bottom feeder teams. Uh, maybe maybe potentially get a couple wins against some higher teams, but now, uh, even though it's a little bit late in the season, uh, definitely better late than never. So I'm very interested to see how the Jets can go, but for now, uh, they got a win against the Dallas team. So uh, very, you know, we'll take that for what it's worth. Moving down, sorry, moving to number six. Uh, they were number six last week. It's the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I know they lost the game against. Uh, look at the face against. It was the Bucks against the Panthers. Uh, though, in my opinion, Pan- the Bucks just lost to a insanely dangerous and almost overlooked Panthers team, especially the more that I'm uh, talking about them. So, uh, yeah, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, have just been lighting it up the last few weeks and honestly the fact that Tampa Bay didn't get absurdly blown out even though it was a bit of a blowout um, does show that Tampa does have some offensive firepower their defense is eh they have a lot of gaps Uh, Jameis 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 Winston he he likes to throw the ball, he likes to gunsling but he also turns the ball over so those are going to be the kind of games that you're going to get with him uh, I don't think he's the, the worst quarterback ever. Uh, you know, I think he's just so hit or miss. Uh, I don't know who's doing the quarterback coaching for him, but like, but something. I feel like he's got the potential, but he's just not. You know, he's either not learning or not getting the right coaching or something. Um, that said, Tampa Bay can be flashy, um, though they're going to be. There's nothing that really screams that they're going to be a complete team or have been a complete team outside of that one fluky victory against the Rams. Uh, they stay at number six, and you know, there hasn't been any anything that makes me want to move them up or down. It, I feel like that's appropriate. You know, you, if, and if you're, un, if you're always unsure about these rankings, too, always just imagine, like, you know, can the previous team beat... Sorry, can, can the team lower than the team above it? So can a number two beat a number one team? Can number three beat a number two? Um, chances are the lower your number, the higher likelihood you can beat the team beneath. Uh, it's not set in stone. That's why I'd like to do tiers. So if you put Tampa Bay against the Jets, I would say that would be a 
toss-up. There might be a high-scoring toss-up, but I, I can't tell you who would win. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too close to call. Um, same with the Giants, which I have at number seven. So coming in at number seven, which they also have not moved this week, are the New York Giants. Both Tampa and the Giants lost. They lost. Uh, you know, the Giants was Giants were kind of in it early on, but then the Patriots decided to become the Patriots in like the second half. Uh, that seems to be their mo is that the Patriots just don't really show up in the first half at all. So uh, the Giants were able to get their swings in. It almost feels like New England was just feeling them out. Uh, Giants look decent. Uh, again, they're still probably about two tiers down from like legitimately good teams. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be figuring out his team, his offense. Uh, it seemed like they were riding high, but not so much now, and that's fine. It's fine, you know. They they won a couple straight, and they're they're building, but now. Uh, but I, I feel like they're starting to get into the thick of the season, and I uh, have them on the cusp of of the next tier. But they're still number seven. Um, so m- now moving on to number eight, and numbers eight through ten, the ranks are eight through ten, rounding out the top ten, I should say. These teams, I believe, have are either decent or could be good. They're just either trying to figure it out or it's just so way hit or miss. And uh, at number eight. They moved up two spots from number 10 is the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mariota seems to be having more misses than hits, and I can almost guarantee you the moment I pick against Tennessee, they're going to win next week. Um, But that's another time. Uh, That's for later, actually. But Tennessee is not a good team. Uh, They've shown that they can beat good teams, but they just don't have it all together all the time. And a lot of it has to do with their offense. They got shut down by a surging Denver Broncos team, which if you haven't listen, if you listened, uh, Denver has been steadily moving up the charts, uh, sorry, moving down the anti-power ranking charts the last few weeks. So uh, they lost to a surging Denver team. They don't have any other additional prospects. They just can't figure out what's wrong with the team. They just don't seem to have that hope. Uh, they can win, but they're a little bit more put together than the other, like the like the teams ranked above them, but not, not too much. So, uh, and then moving down to number nine, the Chargers. The Chargers are an interesting team because every single time I watch them, I always think they're going to be high-flying, high-octane, and they always seem to lay eggs. I don't know if it's me or not, but uh, last week, let's see, last week the Chargers lost to Arizona. Sorry, they lost to Pittsburgh uh, Sunday Night Football. Yes, that's what I remember now, and uh, like I said, Pittsburgh's becoming a strong team. Uh, again, uh, Chargers are trending up. Sorry, tra- trending up the anti-power rankings, and Pittsburgh's trending down on the anti-power rankings, which for most people, it should be the opposite. So, uh, yeah, Chargers, I don't think they fell flat. Again, uh, Rivers doesn't seem to be... Uh, there's something either up to play calling or something, because we all know Rivers seems to be very capable of scoring at will. Uh, they're not seem to be doing it. Maybe teams are figuring out their their offensive schemes, maybe it could be the play calling, it could be the coaching. But the Chargers just need to get get things figured out. Uh, definitely seem like the early season surge. Uh, they're running out of that steam. Uh, they have to make some adjustments. Maybe it could just be the matchups. Maybe they ran into a few other bad teams uh, throughout the season, and maybe I can put more context behind how the Chargers have been performing. So, outside of winning against the Colts, they lost to a, uh, you know, a fairly solid Lions team in week two. They made their own mistakes. You know, they more of self shot themselves in the foot. They lost against a you know a heating, you know, I should say like a warming up Texans team in week three. 
Uh, it wasn't too crazy. They smashed the Dolphins. They lost a close one against the Broncos, which I already said the Broncos are a sneaky team. Uh, same with the Steelers. They lost another sneaky team. So I don't think the Chargers are uh, super hot, super strong, but definitely it's it's a close one. Um, like it, it, I don't want to say they're good. They're not bad. They're just close, becoming something, and and they haven't identified it yet. So I can't. I'm not going to be the one that can do it for them. Uh, number ten, rounding out this tier is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll just put note too, Chargers actually debuted, this is my first time putting the Chargers in, uh, and they went from no rank to number 9. So I'm not feeling the Chargers whatsoever at the moment, and I honestly think they're in the same tier as Tennessee, which is who they face next week, so it's going to be interesting. So number 10, moving up three spots, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Minshew Mania seems to be dying down a little bit, and they still seem to love their quarterback, but... It, I think it's time the Jacksonville just needs to be taking themselves a little bit more seriously. Not that they haven't. Uh, they face a lot of tough opponents. But, you know, they need to start winning at least one of these games uh, against, against stronger opponents. Because even just getting two or three more wins before Nick Foles is able to come back, uh, whether or not you think Minshew or not is going to stay as a starter, it has to be, it has to be on their mind that they need to be in the hunt of the playoffs by the time Foles comes back. So uh, definitely Jacksonville is very capable in, in becoming a strong team. But they're, they're not, like I said, they're, they're way hit or miss um, at the moment. I don't say hit or miss. Um, they just haven't been performing up the park. It seems like, or maybe they're just running into strong opponents. Uh, either way, they're number 10. Uh, again, these teams, uh, Tennessee Char- the Tennessee, uh, LA Chargers, and Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, I'm pretty lukewarm on all these teams. Uh, you know, the Chargers are trending down. All these teams have the, have the capability of doing much more, um, but they just haven't. They, they haven't been on a good roll these last few weeks, and it's up to them to decide like how their season is going to turn out. Are they going to fold and kind of just go into the abyss, or are they going to you know uh, nut up and shut up? <laughs> um, so there you have it. Those are the top ten uh, anti-power ranking teams this week. Number one. Miami, number two, Cincinnati, three, Washington, four, Atlanta, five is the Jets, six is Tampa Bay, seven, the Giants, eight, I have Tennessee, nine is the Chargers, and number 10 is Jacksonville. So there you have it. Uh, For those who would like to listen to the 11th or 16th, I'm going to go through that. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the the teams ranked 11th or 16th, and I don't go all the way down to 30. Um, these are going to be the teams that I'm, I'm just keeping track for the sake of tracking. Uh, it seems like a lot of these teams, especially in the 11 to 15 mark, um, I have them in the tier of uh, trending up slash dangerous, or you know they can be really talented, or, or teams that can almost more or less beat anyone in any given week. Uh, but there's usually a couple of things that are either going for them or against them, uh, depending on who they're facing. So. Uh, number 11 I have is for Arizona Cardinals, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but I have to tip my hat to, tip my hat to, to uh, the Cardinals uh, with a rookie quarterback, a new coach, in a system where it seemed like they were going to get obliterated all season. They seem to have that mental fortitude to keep trugging. It doesn't seem like adversity is going to be a big thing for them, especially as they keep finding ways to win and keep finding ways to not lose games. They've certainly had a couple of close calls the last couple of weeks, but they're facing 
uh, teams that were probably in their tier and they've uh, matched up well and they've they've done better. So um, that's what good teams do is that good teams beat you know these quote unquote perceived bad teams and they've been doing that recently. Uh, and I'm gonna kind of stop dropping the Lions thing even though they tied. Um, and well, I think we I think most of us can agree at least if you watch the game the Lions side it was more the Lions fault by stopping by not rushing uh, by not putting pressure on Kyle Murray. Um, by letting him get his flow and actually get his confidence up. So, uh, you know, that's a Detroit thing. But Eric, but Kyle Murray still was able to do his thing. Uh, Kyle Murray, his offense seemed to be explosive. It was becoming explosive. They scored, I think, three touchdowns in the last three games or something along those lines. Uh, and I'm not going to have too deep names on this. So I'm going to hop on to number 12. But, yeah, Arizona, congrats, though. You went from number 8 to 11. Uh, definitely trending up. Uh, number 12, I have them in the same spot, which is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, We've seen it last week, uh, week six, that they can certainly compete with Seattle. They've been very close. They can almost win, which seems to be the theme of like a couple of years ago. Uh, they can compete and almost win against these really good teams, but they don't have the wins to show for it. Uh, so, uh, even though Cleveland has come, is coming off a lot of hype, there's been just seems to be a lot of talent. Um, I honestly don't think the coaching is as bad as what people say. Uh, Cleveland doesn't seem to be making the same mistakes twice. They are always finding new ways to make mistakes, which is a sign of kind of a losing team, but in the same vein, they're patching up the same mistakes. Uh, it, they almost feel like they were kind of like how they're coached, like almost like the Detroit Lions a year ago. Um, despite the team being completely different with talent and like how, they, how the personality is on that team, I definitely think the team, uh, I would hope if they're all buying into the coach and still buying into the system, which I think is can turn dividends because it seems like when they win, they can win really well when they compete. So uh, you know, Cleveland still doesn't feel like they're a complete like, playoff caliber team yet, um, but they have more enough talent, skills, and chops, I should say. And they've had the victories, and they've had a lot of good showings to show that they can hang they can hang around at least in the same tier as the Arizonas um, at the moment. Number 13, moving down four spots, uh, is the Denver Broncos, and I've been, uh, let's see, since, since what, week five, week four, I've had Denver pretty low, and that was mainly due to just how they've been performing uh, initially in the season. They weren't terrible, but they were underwhelming, and they definitely seem to be heating up the last few weeks. Uh, winning, uh, winning the last couple of games against uh, the Chargers and the uh, Tennessee Titans. They shut out the Titans. They beat the Chargers handedly too. So when you look at all their losses, they lost to a uh, at the time didn't seem like it was a good Raiders team, but it seems like in hindsight they are um, getting pretty good. So they lost to a decent Raiders team. They lost to a very strong Bears defense. They lost to a very strong Packers defense. They lost to Minshewania. Um, but now that you're starting to get their footing against the Chargers, the Titans, it would not surprise me if they snuck out a victory against the Chiefs, honestly, uh, the way they're playing, so based on the way they're playing, uh, and with the momentum that they've had. So uh, that's going to be a spooky game coming up. Uh, so Denver, I have you at number 13. I've said it all year, you've been playing uh, way better than your record indicates, and even though you're still 2-4, uh, at least you've got a couple wins under your belt to build that momentum and hopefully ride into at least playoff relevancy. So yeah, you're number 13, Denver. Uh, kudos. 
Uh, for number 14, I still have Chicago Bears. Still the same. I think they had a bye week this week, so my opinion of them is going to be the same. Number 15, down four spots, which is, another, which is another team I've been very eager to hype up and they've been putting up to, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we all knew, kind of like, even losing against that game in Baltimore, which is like one of those weird, weird fumbles, you know, Mike Tomlin was super angry. Like, he knows his team could perform better. They're winning games with, like, their third-string quarterback who barely has any reps. They won last week after Mason Rudolph got concussed, and he was able to finish the game. You know, sure, this new guy, I, I totally forgot his name, but, like, um, you know, he, he's following his game plan. He seems very confident. Uh, he doesn't, you know, I haven't seen enough of him to say if he's going to be amazing or not, but what they're doing with the team as a whole is successful. And Pittsburgh is not going to change things up. Just be cute. Pittsburgh already has their own systems. They know how to, they know how to win. They always know how to win. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's um, getting back to form of their playoff, like their playoff caliber form. Yeah, there are going to be some injuries um, that are going to hinder their, you know, their maximum potential. But uh, I'm pretty high on Pittsburgh right now, and as long as they're not facing like a top team, fully full health, um, even I'm pretty sure they could beat some like upper, maybe some top. I don't think they could beat a top five team, but between like any team that's below them, they can beat in any given Sunday. As is, they could probably beat any top. 20 is an NFL ranking team. As long as it's not like the past, um, realistically, and like all the other, any undefeated team they can't beat. And maybe they can probably beat like maybe one one loss team at the moment. That's how I feel about Pittsburgh. Uh, they're, they're getting up there. So, and then number 16, I don't really, this is not really anything. I don't think too much about it. It's just build up Eagles. The Eagles are putting you on notice. Uh, I don't, I just don't think. You guys are performing as well as you should, but you're obviously in the better half in this list anyway, so it's not too terrible. Uh, just underperformed. Or maybe, maybe, I don't know if that's what you are, but that was not a good showing. So uh, there you have it. Uh, 11, Arizona. 12, Cleveland. 13, Denver. 14, Chicago. 15, Pittsburgh. That is your anti-par rankings for Week 7, heading into Week 7. On to the good stuff. Not that the anti-power rankings weren't good. That's uh, probably some some of the reason why you guys uh, listen is the Week 7 NFL Pick'em Picks for the week. Uh, let's get started, guys. I already made my picks uh, earlier today. And I'd like to do my picks ahead of time versus just trying to scramble last second. Although, it does seem to work. Uh, and it did seem to work the initial couple weeks, so maybe I should do that next week. But heading into Week 7... <laughs> Heading into week seven, I made these picks, and a lot of these lower tier picks, I'm going to base it off of the anti-power rankings too, just so I don't overthink, because it seemed to have worked last week, and week six, I've had not so many underdog picks, one, two, three, I had three underdog picks work out out of six, it looks like. And two of those that lost in the underdog picks were literally the 50-50s slash stupid, stupidest. So I'm um, feeling insanely good about that. It could have been a 5-1 for underdogs, but we were 3-3. Three and three. Still pretty happy. This week, starting uh, Yahoo Fantasy Sports Pick'ems, uh, feel free to join me in the fans of Detroit, our fans of Michigan, uh, Drew, Drew, Drewish Podcast. They're just called Drewish. 
Uh, obviously, I'm not going to look up week over week, but or you know, look at your team. But if you wanted to see how I'm doing and compare, feel free to do it. Uh, anyways, this week there was only going to be 14 games uh, because of the bye weeks going on, and I'm going to go in order based off the, off the game start time. So starting with tomorrow night's game, I'm assuming I'm going to be releasing this on Wednesday. Um, so it should be, when you listen to this, it should be Thursday, or at least Wednesday going into Thursday. Uh, first game, Kansas City versus Denver. I've already talked about how Denver is uh, kind of a mid-team tier team now. I'm very sure that uh, whoever has been planning these games against Kansas City, they, they know what they're doing. They know how to beat Kansas City now. Kansas City's a little bit injured don't know too much about, I know Tyreek Hill came back, it seemed like Kansas City was going to run away with it, but um, they lost to a very strong Houston team, and I think Denver is a is a up-and-coming team at the moment, as a team as a whole, I don't see them strongly winning, but, uh, you know, I have this strong hunch and feeling, because it's at Denver, and it's an underdog, and Kansas City uh, yeah, so this is this one is way too close. I know Kansas City only has three point is only a three point play favorite, and the Yahoo Nation is picking Kansas City to win ninety two percent to eight. But I honestly don't think this game is going to be that that nuts. Uh, Denver has only given up when you yeah, Denver has only given up twenty six and twenty seven points. Uh, I feel like this week they probably give up twenty twenty four points. If they're able to slow down the Chiefs, and I don't think that's going to be enough <clears throat> in all the games. The most points they score is 24. Uh, with Blacko on the helm, I, I think if... Uh, this is way too close. I initially had Denver as the underdog, but I, I don't think... I think Kansas City is going to win this game probably like like 27-20. Like if, Den- like if Denver had the ability to score more, I'd pick them. But even if they held Denver to 20, that would require Denver to score 23. I just don't see that. Yeah. So I initially had Denver, but I'm going back to Kansas City. Uh, depending on the odds and my upset picks, I might go then. I might put money down on Denver, um, which is different than the Kansas City pick. So just so you guys are clear, uh, what I pick for the pickums is not going to be directly associated with how I pick upset picks in the NFL. Uh, I'm trying to win for the now and the short term for the pickums and the long term is for like hey like if they were to face each other like a hundred times and Denver was going to be like six times you know they were going to be six dollars every one dollar that I would place on this game you know and I know Denver could win like two times out of three or like say two times out of out of five you know like long term I'd be a positive winner always so that's why I'd like to focus on the opposite picks being a little bit different than the Jewish picks uh, but if you're unsure about the dis- discrepancy, that that would explain it. So right now, Kansas City, first game I have, and I'm feeling uh, it's I'd say like 65 percent of the time Kansas City wins, but I feel dirty because I I can't imagine Denver scoring more points in Kansas City. That's what it boils down to. Uh, not yet, uh, especially with Flacco. Flacco is like a good 20, 24 points a game guy. Kansas City is a good uh, even when you shut him down. It's between a good 20 to 40 points, so uh, it's not so unlikely. It's possible. I just don't see it. Next game, I have 
the Rams against the Falcons. Uh, Rams need to win here. Uh, have Rams winning. Uh, also, I have the Falcons since they were my number four anti-power ranking team. I don't think they're going to win this. Um, not that they're in the atrocious category, but yeah, a little bit concerning for the Rams with all the turnovers, but I think they're going to get together, especially for a weak, weak defensive team like uh, Atlanta. So uh, I think the Rams are going to inch this one out, squeak this one out. Uh, the spread here is three points, uh, and yeah, that seems about right. This next game, Buffalo versus Miami. Uh, it's at Buffalo. I don't. Set, Buffalo has a, is a 17 point favorite, which, which makes zero sense because I've never seen Buffalo score more than 17 points in a game. So, I have no idea where that logic is coming from. Um, Miami shown to score at least a little bit, but I'm taking Buffalo is going to win this oh yeah, almost like 95, 99% of the time. Um, I just don't think that that 17 point is just absurd. I almost want to bet against that just despite it because that is that. That makes zero sense. Uh, next game, uh, Jacksonville is a favorite against Cincinnati. Uh, Jacksonville, Yahoo's voted 85% likely, or sorry, 80% of folks are voting them to win. Uh, Jacksonville is kind of on the down and down, but in the same vein, I have Cincinnati in uh, the second worst team in the NFL. So, and it's in a different tier, so I'm, I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm picking Jacksonville to win. There's nothing sexy about it. I think Minshew's going to roll steam. Steam, steam, steam roll these guys. Next one, this is still uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, Minnesota versus Detroit. Uh, Detroit's the underdog. They're placing at Detroit. I find that very interesting. Uh, Minnesota's actually a one-point favorite, so even though this is a quote-unquote underdog pick, I think the nation and the football nation has kind of seen that Detroit should have won. I mean, they're almost treating last week's game as a win, though it's not official. I'm glad to see Detroit's getting some respect in that, that aspect. This is going to be a good test between Minnesota uh, against Detroit. Uh, I think Detroit win last week. Uh, you know, it's sad um, to see the whole thing, but I'm picking Detroit again this week. If you notice, I've been picking Detroit almost every week. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that uh, because I, I honestly think Detroit's just a better team. I know Minnesota's been dropping dimes, but uh, and Patricia just seems to have, you know, have, have good defensive schemes. Have, seems to have good game plans coming into each game against these top teams. And Minnesota is, um, despite what you think, Kirk, whatever, is playing like a top team. So uh, Detroit, I believe, is in the same, is, should be in the same tier, uh, whether or not their record represents that. I feel like Patricia's team believes that, too. So, uh, kind of similar to how, like, the Denver and the Pittsburgh teams are just grinding out the season at this point. I feel like Detroit has that same mentality uh, coming into this week, and, and nothing has shown that they're they're not doing that um, all season. So, uh, like I said, I'm pretty high in Detroit in, in the direction. And this is going to be a tough matchup, but I think Detroit does edge this one out. So, uh, they, they, are facing, they are at home, and I think that's what gives them the victory in this case. Uh, the next team I have, Green Bay is the favorite, and it's at Green Bay versus Oakland. Uh, I'm picking Oakland to win this one, and only 7% of the folk have picked Oakland. And I, if you've noticed, uh, my anti-power teams, uh, Oakland was very low, and um, they're no longer on my, my anti-power rankings. 
uh, they have just been gradually improving. Um, this is kind of similar to how I sense year two of Patricia is the same as year two of Gruden. Um, players are buying into the system. They've gotten more wins this season. Not only that, uh, I'm going to look at the quality of wins that they had. And I don't think most teams in the NFL pay too attention to like how the teams were performing back then uh, compared to now. So, so Oakland came out strong and beat a probably sleeping Broncos team. Because I already said Broncos are pretty good. Um, they lost to the Chiefs team when the Chiefs were still in the zone, which is, which makes sense. Um, that, I, honestly, is almost kind of a testament to kind of Gruden's uh, uh, ceiling, if you kind of want to think about it that way. Uh, same with the Vikings. They lost 34-14 to the Vikings, uh, but then they won against a surging Colts team, and then they won against, uh, I know there was a Trubisky-less Bears team, but let's be honest, it didn't matter if he was there. And uh, it makes me very nervous because uh, Oakland is becoming... Yeah, Oakland is becoming kind of a dangerous team, like sneaky dangerous, and uh, it seems like with the momentum they're building, they could get stomped by the Packers. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, this could be a stomping. Yeah, like they got stomped by the Vikings, um, but they, you know, it seems like they could be doing well here. So uh, they showed they could score more than 30 points in a game, at least with the Colts. Uh, Packers, honestly, um, despite them winning, I'm not too high on the Packers. Uh, it's probably biased there, so don't. That's that's not. I'm not going to sugarcoat that either. But uh, I'm picking Oakland to beat the Packers, and I think this is one of those where Oakland has a. Oh no! Let me look at the spread here. Oakland has. Six, okay, so it's a six points, so uh, I, I think Oakland has a realistic ch- chance. I think Gruden is now, I think he's probably going to get better as time goes on, because as he, I mean, he seems like a very smart guy, uh, and he definitely learns, and it definitely seems like he keeps learning a lot, too, so, uh, you know, at least from, the, from his mistakes. And the last couple games I've watched from Oakland, they seem to be having their stuff together a little bit more. Um, it could just be a, a mini run that they're on, but... Uh, I'm I'm warming up to Oakland, and I think they're going to ride this uh, and stop Green Bay. That's that's what I'm thinking. So that's like a very strong underdog pick this week. Uh, sorry, a very strong feeling underdog pick. Uh, going to the next matchup, I have Indianapolis Colts versus Houston. I had Indianapolis winning against Houston. Uh, the reason why I have this is because uh, Houston, despite being dynamic is... Uh, actually, I don't know why they're underdog here. <laughs> uh, despite them being an underdog and winning handedly against the Chiefs, you know, we can't... We can't be, like, lying to ourselves and say, like, Kansas City was 100%. Uh, but to be fair, though, most of the NFL isn't going to be 100%. But every time I look at the... Houston Texans, I always just seem like they always have the ability to explode and be great, but they never live up to that expectation. Uh, I, it could be different this time, honestly. Like, I could be the one that, you know, with, with egg all over my head, uh, if that's the case. So, but going to this game, I'm going to have to say that, uh, you know, Indianapolis pretty much followed the, the, the layout or the foundation, whatever the blueprint to be to get the city from Detroit. 
Um, they're big on analytics. It seems like Jacoby Brissett seems to have on or off weeks, but when they're on, they're on, they're on. Uh, same with Houston. Uh, I don't know why I switched subjects, but <laughs> go back to Houston. Houston has has a lot of commanding victories. So 53-32 against the Falcons uh, in the 31-24 uh, at the Chiefs. So the thing is they're away, and it seems like they struggle a little bit with the away teams, too. They've only scored 28, 20, and 24. Sorry, the third and one, which doesn't seem like it's too crazy, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, if I pull up the Indianapolis data, the Indianapolis Colts have, you know, they're three and two so far this season. I think they're coming off a bye week. They've won against the Chiefs, they won against the Falcons, they won against the Titans, they've lost to a close Chargers game, they lost to a very close Raiders team. So they haven't scored more than 30 in a game, um, which does give me some concern. But they also haven't really crapped the bed a little bit too much. So uh, I might actually have to go back at this point. <laughs> when I think about it. Uh, Houston is searching after the win, but I, uh, what do I believe? That's the thing. So a lot of these are way too close way too close to the comfort game. Uh, I, my gut still says Indianapolis. Uh, I just think Indianapolis, like, over week, over week, it just doesn't seem like Houston. Houston could be explosive, but I don't think Indianapolis is going to go down easy. Uh, I think this game run, they might edge it out. Indianapolis wins this literally 50% of the time. Um, this is a coin flip. I just like Indianapolis, and this is Indianapolis more. There's nothing more for this pick, so if you want to pick Houston, that's on. That I have no qualms against it. If you want to pick Indianapolis, I have no qualms against it. This is gonna, I think this is an even matchup, uh, as is right now. The next game, I have the New York Giants versus the Arizona Cardinals. If you have, if you are, if you me, ah, if you have heard me talk about Arizona in the past, uh, it's they've been growing on me a lot, especially especially the last week, uh, the last couple weeks. I don't think this is going to be different. Uh, Arizona is an underdog again. Three weeks in a row, they are the underdog. And they, they've won flat out, not just underdog in the spreads and everything else. Like, they flat out won money line. This is not even, like, this is like the stuff you expect, like, playoff teams to do. Like, beat terrible teams. So, uh, I definitely think Daniel Jones um, will probably light, up, light it up a little bit. But Arizona's offense is starting to click. They have, have not seen them stop since it's like the like, third week of the season. So we're definitely in the middle of the season now, and teams that are flowing are going to keep flowing, uh, at least in my opinion. So Arizona's got this one. I'm picking them as an underdog. Uh, next game I have San Francisco uh, at Washington, and San Francisco is the favorite. I just don't see Washington Redskins winning. Uh, the Washington Redskins got their win last week. Congrats. And uh, that's all you're going to get. So <laughs> San Francisco's got this easy-peasy. Uh, the spread on this game is 10 points. Uh, I think that's pretty low. <laughs> I think this is going to be a shellacking. Uh, next game, I have Tennessee at the Chargers. I don't trust Tennessee at this point. Uh, the Chargers, at least Phillip Rivers, can score a little bit. Their defense isn't atrocious. Um, and I think anything is going to be the lackluster performance of Tennessee's part. And not so much uh, the Chargers. So... I expect Chargers to play well. I expect Tennessee to almost lay flat again. Uh, just the, the team just doesn't have an identity. Uh, so it's pretty sad to see. Uh, but I think Chargers win this flat out. Here's my underdog pick. Uh, the next team I have Chicago against the New Orleans Saints. I 
I've told you guys this many times, I'm not high in Chicago. Chicago seems to be a big team to me. Their defense is stellar. Um, but honestly, I would put them in the same tier uh, as a round. Maybe slightly better than, like, a Jacksonville uh, team. Um, which, the reason why I have Chicago as my number 14 uh, into power ranking teams because um, it's just my personal opinion, obviously, but I don't I don't think Chicago's great this year. They've had a couple good showings. Um, they're not going to be as consistent. And it seems like almost every year uh, they start to slowly fading from the playoff picture. Um, I think Trubisky's decent, but I don't think he's even starting. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's going to matter in this game. Uh, I'll say Chicago does have a chance, though. I'm not saying Chicago has no chance. Uh, they are a three-point favorite, um, despite New Orleans being an underdog. I just think Chicago only wins this like 40% of the time against New Orleans. And that's, that's absurd for me to say that, considering they are a favorite now. I just don't see New Orleans losing. Unless if you guys can find a stat that says New Orleans just sucks outside of the cold, and I might be willing to uh, uh, go towards Chicago, but uh, for now, no, I'm sticking with New Orleans. The next game, uh, afternoon game on Sunday, is the Seattle Seahawks as favorite against the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a good matchup, but I have Seattle winning against Baltimore. Uh, not just because Brown's trash Baltimore, but um, that's more like a rock paper scissors matchup. But Seattle dealt with Cleveland's best shot. Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. He just can't seem to stop the dude. He just is a grinder. Seattle just does Seattle stuff. So if Seattle loses, that's I'm fine with that. But I'm feeling pretty confident with Seattle for Baltimore. I'm not discrediting Baltimore in any aspect. I'm just saying uh, Seattle wins probably about 60% of the time here. And uh, I'm rolling with it. Uh, next matchup, which is Sunday Night Football. It's a close matchup. Uh, it's about 60-40 compared to, uh, I'm sorry, not Yahoo Sports. So 60% uh, of the people are going for at Dallas, and I am one of them. Uh, I think Dallas is coming off of a very interesting loss. Uh, I think Dak is going to get his stuff together, and this is a divisional matchup, I, I, if I recall. I believe they're in the same division. Uh, I'm going to double-check this before I start making these baseless assumptions. Uh, Cowboy, yeah, Cowboys Eagles, and I don't think they like each other at all. I think they hate each other. So, uh, that's a strong word. So, there's a lot of, you know, ill will with both teams. It's a rivalry game. It's a matchup. This is going to be a slugfest. I don't care who, like, I don't care which team is going to show up. Uh, these teams are just going to slug it out. And I simply think Dallas is, is just going to win this game. Uh, it's going to be very close at the end. It's not going to be anything more to this game. It's going to be you know, hard fought. Probably sounds sounded like Homer, but um, you know, maybe like a fight, a scuffle. Uh, Jack Prosser probably going to go off in the fourth quarter. I think Carson Wentz is going to do well early on. Um, and this is going to be a back and forth game. I don't think this is going to be. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a very entertaining one. Uh, it's, on, it's on prime time too. And both teams, I think, do show up on prime time. So uh, I just have Dallas etching this one out. Namely, it's, it's a home thing. Um, given them that slight edge, it's rivalry not rivalry matchup. Uh, but either way, this is like a 51-49. Like 51% of the time, I think Dallas takes it. 49% of the time, Philadelphia takes it. So, um, picking Dallas here. Then, the Monday, Monday 
night blowouts is going to be New England. That's the favorite versus the Jets. I'm picking New England. Uh, the Jets could do something with Sam Darnold. Maybe they could come up with a game plan. It wouldn't surprise me that this game would be closer. But New England always figures their stuff out. They seem to like play the. They seem to be playing the first halves very cautiously, and then around like the end of the second quarter, they'll start running in the game plan, which is very interesting. Uh, maybe that's something that they've always done. Uh, it's like the only times that yeah, it seems like either the Patriots are up a lot early or they just hang around until like the third quarter, and then the good teams make them hang around until the fourth quarter. Uh, the teams aren't good, just fade in the second half. So there you have it. Those are my picks. I have one, two, three, four, five underdog picks this week. Official underdog picks. And uh, I'll let you know which one's there again right now. So, one, Kansas City beating Denver. Uh, close one, though. That, that one, in my opinion, is close. I have the Rams beating Atlanta. Still think it's kind of close, but Rams got this. I have Buffalo beating Miami. They're very, pretty confident, like 80% of the time. Jacksonville beats Cincinnati. Like 75% of the time. No, 70% of the time, Jacksonville wins this. I have Detroit as the underdog, uh, beating Minnesota. This is a toss up. I, I just like, I like Detroit more. I have Oakland over Green Bay, same thing. Uh, Oakland is an underdog, beating Green Bay. I have the favorite, Indianapolis Colts, beating Houston. Despite what you're thinking, Houston is a one point underdog, so this is give or take. It's a 50 50, but I'm picking Indianapolis as a favorite. They might get switched to an underdog, depending <laughs> on uh, how the lines move. But for now, they are favorite. So, the Colts. I have Arizona as the underdog beating the Giants. I think I think this is a complete mismatch. I think Arizona's way better than what people give them. So, uh, I have San Francisco over Washington. Uh, San Francisco is the favorite. That's why I have them beating Washington. And then these next two picks, the Chargers and the Saints. They're both underdogs, and I have them... I have the Chargers beating the Tennessee Titans, and I have the New Orleans beating the Bears. Then I have Seattle as a favorite beating Baltimore, Dallas as a favorite beating Philadelphia, and New England as a favorite beating Jets. A lot of these weeks, I'll call them out right now, I'm feeling very iffy about, only because of the matchup. Uh, it's just way too close to call, but I have to, I'm just playing some of these odds. So the Denver game, I think, is going to be a lot closer. I think the Miami, I think the Atlanta game might, might be a little bit closer. I think, obviously, Detroit's going to be tough. I think the Oakland game is going to be close, like very close. The Houston game is going to be super close. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, the Chargers game is going to be super close. And that Baltimore game. Yeah, there's just so many, so many good matchups, so many close matchups this week. But there you guys, there you have it, guys. Those are my picks. Now, moving on to our final segment of this episode. I like to call it Upset Picks. Upset Picks. So, uh, I, if you can go to your favorite sports book for me. I just go to Bovada. That's the one I usually have right now, uh, that I'm using right now. I'll look at some current lines. Now, I used to use Vegas Insider to do these, but uh, Vegas Insider is mainly for casinos. So, if you're a casino, use Vegas Insider. But, I'm, but since I make most of my bets online, I'm using Bovada. Bovada doesn't have the best odds. You probably should go on Pinnacle, but um, it's easiest for me to look at all the games that I'm looking for for uh, money line. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Oddshark does have a lot of that stuff too, but they don't show the money line easily. And that's all. That's all I'm about is the money line. So week seven upset picks. 
if we're unfamiliar with this, I'd like to pick underdogs, um, believing that that long term I will be profitable um, if I'm able to sniff out the underdogs correctly. And the problem with this is obviously the underdogs are underdogs, so um, I'm going to be losing a lot more than winning, but depending on the odds, I hopefully will come out as a long term winner. Case in point, up until, let's see, week six last week, I'll say up until week five, I was, I think, down. Uh, let's see, I was down about three units, so if you're spending like $10 or $100 down you, dollars each unit, whatever you want to call it, I'd be down a couple hundred dollars, you know, or a couple dollars, depending. I'm reviewing week six. I picked two teams. I notice every time I pick two teams, two or fewer teams, I perform really well, and when I start stretching it, it's when I, it starts being forced. So I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, you know, plus 240, being dominated. Uh, so that proved my record from two and seven from week five to three and seven, and then I picked the Miami Dolphins to win. Uh, again, that was that was way too close. That they needed a two point conversion, but uh, just like I said, these matchups, I'm hoping for a coin flip. I'm hoping for something that's that's feasible, um, that get me super close. And Miami was super close, um, didn't get it, so we had to count that as a loss, which makes my current total, my current record, three and eight. Now you can laugh at that. That's fine. I don't care about that. Uh, but the net units is what I care about. Yeah, I'm down 1.5 units. So compare this to picking regular football games. You know, if I'm three and eight, I'd be down at least five. You know, that's five. That's five more losses than wins. So I'd be down at least five units. And in this case, uh, despite me being wrong five times, I'm only down a unit and a half. And what I do is just, just win one, one, uh, one more of these, and I'm going to So that's kind of how I like to think about it. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a season-long, season-long track because uh, winning these week over week is incredibly tough. And I'm hoping to get into the group of winning a little bit more. This to be more of a consistent winner, and we'll, we'll see how this pairs. So, looking at the odds at Bovada. Right, so, Kansas City, despite being a three and a half point dog, is a plus one fifty. Generally, I don't like plus 150s unless I know it, like, it really sense it's going to be a good victory. Um, I think it's a toss-up. I just don't trust the Denver Broncos. I know. Yeah, I know it's going to be close, but plus 150 is a little bit too much, so I'm skipping that. I have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, plus 215 against the Packers. So every dollar I put in, if, if Raiders win, I get 215 on top of my dollar back. Those are decent odds. Um, but I do think Packers win... Uh, I know I'm picking Oakland to win just one time, but I know it's not a plus EV play. This like that was your pickup. I feel like Oakland wins this game uh, like 33% of the time, and I guess this is technically a good bet. But uh, I feel dirty on it. So Oakland plus 215 could win this um, profitably. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I'll circle back to it if I. Have the 49ers Redskins. Redskins are plus 345. I think 49ers shellac them, so I'm not going to look at that. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals is plus 135. I think that's a flat out money line pick. I think the Cardinals are going to win. Um, the odds aren't great. Plus 135. I like the ones that are plus 200 or at least like plus 150 plus. Um, but that might have to be under, like a straight out underdog pick. I guess if I have to pick. But uh, Lions are even. Literally, it says even. So there. Both the Texans and Colts, they're both minus 105 and minus 115. Uh, 
generally I like to like plus like money line spreads. The minus money line spreads mean that for every hundred and five dollars or hundred and fifteen dollars or dollar fifteen, um, I get a dollar back. I don't like this. The Rams are plus one thirty five against. Uh, sorry, the Falcons are plus one thirty five against the Rams. Uh, that's that's about right. Uh, the Bengals are plus 165 against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to demolish them, but I don't see anything too different, uh, too crazy about that. Uh, the next game, I have the Dolphins here. Miami Dolphins plus 700 against the Bills. I've said this before. I said that the 17-point line is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. I think my Dolphins. I think Dolphins score at least three or six points. I think they'll score nine or fourteen points. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this game is just absurd in every possible way. This is the plus seven hundred. I honestly, the odds are so terrible here. And Miami, despite being the worst team, this is a divisional matchup, and the Bulls have shown that they can't really. The uh, offensive fire, like yeah, it can't be an offensive juggernaut. So I'm expecting a, a performance of like Miami, uh, kind of like last week with the, with the skins. The thing is, like Buffalo Bills aren't terrible; it's just their offense is not that great. Like so, I think this is going to be a lot closer. I'm strongly considering just some plus 700 alone. Like that is a, I'm very strongly considering that. Um, at least the spread. The spread is absurd. I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be betting on all these, and I know I didn't want to make this like a big betting. Like, uh, the plus 700, um, unless if there's any other juicy matchup that seems to be the biggest value pick, um, I, I really like to go for. But going down, we still have two more matchups left. We have like four more. We have the Chargers, it's plus 110. That's not super favorable. We have the Ravens, plus 150 against the Seahawks. Uh, I do believe that would be a good one, but I'm actually taking the Seahawks to win, so it's whatever. Uh, and then the New Orleans Saints, plus 155 against the Bears. That is a juicy matchup. See, that that is the matchup I'm looking for right there. I think the Saints are a way better team. The odds are still plus 150. Plus, I'm also picking the Saints to win. So it's like, that's, that's the triple combo. So I think I found my two, but there's two more matchups. I have the, let's see, Philadelphia Eagles plus 125 against the Cowboys. Conventional matchup, told you not touching it. The odds are the line isn't that good. And dueling with Patriots versus the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets could bring an outside chance, but like it's not. I don't believe it. Like the Patriots only have a 10 point advantage to a lot of this. A lot of this is making a lot of assumptions. Um, I, I don't think the Jets. If the Jets do win, I don't think I don't like the odds. Honestly, I thought the Jets would have the same odds as the Dolphins. So, uh, despite the Dolphins showing no life, absolutely no life, this is still a traditional matchup. And I'm really curious about their head-to-heads. I'm going to pull this up. Head-to-heads. Alright, looking at the history between the Bills and the Dolphins, going back to that matchup, uh, the only time the Dolphins got shellacked was last year, and that was like the first time in like 10 years. They've won a couple of games at the Bills, too. So, I'm... Um, I'm actually feeling pretty good about this pick, um, not just for the plus 700, but the spread and the under. The under could be crazy, but like, um, yeah, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a, 
I think this could be a closer game than what people are imagining. And I think the spread is absurd. I know we're talking about the money line spreads here, or the money line odds, which is plus 700. Um, but I, I really do think this is a absurd mismatch. So uh, this is a good value, regardless, in my opinion. Like, I think Miami wins this, like, based on their history, they've won, like, at least. And, and I know most of these teams aren't similar before, but let's see. They've... Out of all the at teams here, they've lost last year, so they're 0 for 1, they lost 0 for 2, they won um, 2016, so yeah, 1 for 3, 1 for 4, 1 for 5, I know, 1 for 6, 2 for 7, 2 for 8, 1 for, I'm sorry, 3 for 8, I should say, 3 for 8, 3 for 9, 1 for 10. So they've actually won, like in the last, yeah. Let's say in the last decade, something this way. So they are one and one. Let's see, two and one. So one and two. One and two. One and four. Two and five. Okay, yeah, so in the last decade, they're three and five. So they do win. They win 30 40% of the time, um, which makes it even winning like. 12% of the time in history, like, regardless of history or, or how they're playing. Uh, the plus 700 is just an absurd line, and part of it's like buying into the Bills. I'm not fully sold on the Bills, I think they're solid, but this is a divisional matchup, so this is this is going to be an ugly game, I think. Um, it could be, we can't say it officially is, because I don't think they're big rivals, but they are divisional. They are quote-unquote division rivals, it's just not a key difference. So there you have it. I got two picks this week, at least two juicy ones. I have the Dolphins, and yes, I'm going to be putting money on this team. I have the Dolphins plus 700. Oh man, yeah, I know it's there, but like I really do believe. Um, if, if you don't trust the plus 700, the spread is the I've never seen such a stupid spread. Um, I could be wrong, but like uh, it seems such a high likelihood. I'm making these bets after um, this, this podcast. So, uh, plus 700 Dolphins is my first upset pick. And then the second upset pick I will have is, I mentioned it to I lost, I lost track. I think it's the Saints. Uh, the Saints at plus one, yeah, the Saints plus 155 against the Bears. So, it's plus 155. Uh, I could try to find a third one, but those are the top two that pop out. I don't like doing anything that's not plus 150 or, or more or less than that. So I'm going to do one with a skin just to see if I can find any extra. Um, I see how it's going to win against Baltimore. No. Uh, Bengals are going to lose to Jags. Can't pick them. Falcons not good enough. Uh, the, other, the only other one that would make sense is the Oakland Raiders and Green Bay Packers. Um, but I, again, that that one it does seem like it's a value pick for my hands. Like this is like a random one-off week, but I know for a plus EV, I know, is this is this like logic ass backwards? Because if it is, let me know. You know, let me know. Droolishpodcast.gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter. Because I'm super serious. Like, like, like my instincts if they're gonna win this week, like for a pick'em, but I don't trust it enough to put money down. You know, uh, I definitely think they can do this spread. But for the money line, it says it's a plus EV play. It's got to be a They have to win it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that one, I'm not touching. That one's up. He's me like this. I'm just not going to touch. So, 
Uh, the Denver Broncos, too, is plus 150 over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that one could be... That one, that one could be a good pick, too. But I'm going to keep the two. I'm going to keep the two this week. Uh, every time I do two or three, or at least two, uh, we come out ahead. So uh, I don't think that's going to... We're either going to be coming out ahead this week in Week 7, or like way ahead, or we're not going to be coming out at all. So Dolphins plus 700, Saints plus 455. Your upset picks for Week 7, like for the money line upset picks. Uh, yeah. So there you guys have it. Uh, if you guys still like the sports picks or whatever, let me know. I probably won't be talking more about these outside of the Droolish episodes. I, I, I know the Droolish is really good, at least for me, to talk more about my thoughts. And, and again, I'm sorry I didn't have a, uh, another episode this week. It's just uh, generally it's more of a topic-driven thing when I'm able to discuss, uh, at least to some coherent manner. If I feel like I have to struggle to talk about anything uh, on the show... Uh, not anything, but like, if it feels like a struggle for at least like half the podcast, then I don't want to actually record the podcast. Um, doing this actually helps me talk out loud, uh, and uh, it seems like I'm doing a little bit better at the football picks, and it's actually gotten me a little bit more into sports games, sports betting, and I'm doing pretty decent too, so uh, obviously these underdog picks are not, are not the uh, you know, strongest way to win long term, but I do think I'm going to be a slight long-term winner, and it's my style. I like to gamble with like, the long shots, um, calculated risk with the gambles, I should say. So, Dolphins plus 700 seems still stupid, but you do have an off chance to win like 20% of the time. So, uh, that already equates to like a plus 400, so I'm getting super good value in my opinion there. Uh, yeah, so, there you have it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, or if, if you just like the NFL stuff, let me know. I can, I can actually do have, like, some other NFL things that I talk about elsewhere, but I like to keep all of my sleepy talk, talking, long this here. Um, because I can get super, I can get super intense when I talk about football and sports, so I just choose not to. Uh, especially as I'm trying to help you guys fall asleep. So hopefully you guys had a wonderful episode. I hope you're not listening to me at this point, assuming you're trying to sleep. If you're listening to this and you're awake, let me know. Uh, it's just a fun little fact. I'm getting like 35 or almost 40 episodes per download now. Uh, so, it's getting, it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's getting cool. I, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys are listening, but if you are, let me know. Hopefully you, you find some good nuggets. Um, just so you guys know. What you really should be doing, though, is t- if I have any inkling of that team can win flat out, just take a money line. Just do that, guys. Uh, like that's that's what I do. Uh, even with my like have, like an analytics software too. I don't mention this, but I have like an analytics software that means sports modeling and uh, it picks out like high value picks. And I, and I can only do that on Sundays, but like don't pick out high value picks. And it doesn't really win all the time. And I've, I've done some splits. And it turns out that the model does a phenomenal job of picking out the underdogs and beating the spreads. Uh, it's, like, it's like it's got like a 75 percentage, just on recent history. And I've been using that on top of my like, you know, knowledge of wanting the underdogs to win a little bit, putting them together, and it's um, coming out pretty solid. So um, even though if I money line everything, probably better off all going for the spread. Um, probably a long-term profitable play, despite how strong I believe. Uh, these money line picks are strictly for me and my, my gambling and my belief that I can uh, win long term. Plus, these are all, I don't place like any major bets either. So, 
Um, you know, these are just like $10, $20 off on the side, maybe a little bit more depending on how confident I am, but I don't know, I feel pretty good. Especially, especially when you get like the picks right, you know, that's the best part. So, uh, you guys, uh, you guys have a great day, every night, great evening. Uh, I don't know, some of you are in Vegas and you have like the, you know, you sleep during the day because you know, Vegas is a 24 hour kind of city. Uh, you still live there, so that you know, we're kind of used to that. So, and depending on how you listen or where you listen, I'm glad you're listening. And if you're trying to sleep, if you're listening to me, and hopefully you guys can just chirp off to the sound of my voice. And have a wonderful night. Dream easy.